Need to Succeed, the podcast. This will help you get everything that you want. This will power lift your life, give you unshakable confidence to achieve your biggest goals and wildest dreams. It's going to help you to create a life that you love and build relationships that you adore. Why am I so confident that I can give you that? This is my job. I'm a mindset and confidence coach. This is what I do for a living. I've never given these life hacks away on a podcast for free before, but that's about to change right now. So put your seatbelts on and buckle up and get ready to enjoy the ride of your lifetime. People call me the mother of motivation, the confidence queen, the person that you go to for positivity. This podcast will motivate and empower you to run at your life. And the fastest way you can do that is to use these techniques, the same ones that I've used in my own life and the ones that I use and encourage for my clients. The only question that is left to ask you is, are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Everything You Need to Succeed, the podcast. We're back again. I have my wingman with me, Mr. Chris Gregg. The wings are on. I'm ready to be launched. Yes, these wings are ready to fly. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay, so what is this episode about? Right, this episode's about energy. So you know how I like to do a quick recap, just because if you've just joined us and you've just decided to listen on this episode, you really need to know where we started. So we've talked about a lot of things and the strategy to success, everything you need to succeed is, first of all, you have to have clarity. We spoke about that episode one. Then you have to have self-belief, believe that it's possible. Episode three, we talked about confidence and self-esteem. Episode four is about developing a winning personality. Step five is all about building your roadmap knowing exactly where you're going who do you follow six is all about what you're feeding your mind with what you're watching what you're listening to seven is about who you surround yourself with the people that you hang around with eight was all about being known for the best where we spoke about you know being excellent at what you do nine we spoke about change your thinking change your life so that you can actually get into your mind and then 10 which we recently did which was how to keep going when you don't feel like it Phew, we've learned a lot, haven't we? A lot. So this is where we we kind of like finalise. So once we've got to the point where we're willing to not let fear hold us back, we're willing to keep going, we're going to need some energy. You can't get pumped without energy. You're going to need to know how to build energy so that you can keep going, so you can fuel yourself up. So this episode is all about how do you get pumped without energy? Because some people just seem to have so much energy. They go through life and you just think, where do you get your energy from? People say it to them all the time. They go, oh, she's got so much energy. He's, he's, he's constantly bouncing around like Tigger. How's he got so much energy? Are these magical people that are born with extra energy or is this something that they're doing differently? I think that's a great question because you are definitely a Tigger. You are somebody who's <laughs> bouncing around with energy and I too, am a, I've got a lot of energy. So I don't know if it's that we're born with it. I think it's we've learned how to harness it or we've, we've learned how to use our energy. And I know that for me, when I go back and people always say, how do you get your energy iffy? Goals give me energy. That's the thing. When I have a goal and I know what I'm trying to achieve and I believe that it's possible and I have a strategy and I, you know, I know where I'm going and I, I and I, all I need to do is just make it happen. That gives me energy. It, it, it refuels me. But when I don't have a goal, I don't know where I'm going and I feel like the whole world is falling around me, then I would lack energy. So, yeah. Do you feel like you lose your confidence as well a little bit if you don't have all of, all of that in place and you kind of, you're in an un- unfamiliar situation where you don't have a plan, you kind of, everything's a bit crazy and random and your energy levels sort of drop at the same time? 
Yeah, definitely. I think if we think about anxiety and we think about depression and we think about low energy, it, it's something that can consume you internally. It can be from your thoughts that you're thinking and the worries and the fears and the doubts. But then also it could be when you know that you're going to do something that you're not excited about. If ever you try to do something that you know what you need to do, something that you don't really want to do, and you think, oh, I have to do this. And you've got no energy like the washing or any of those mundane tasks that really are boring and life lusting. And, you know, where you just feel like, oh, how do you You have to build that energy up and be like, right, I know right now I don't have any energy because I don't want to do that. So how am I going to build the energy? You have to kind of you have to kind of get your mind in the right space to say, right, this is a task that I don't want to do. And if I don't have any energy, it's going to make it harder. So how do I build energy so I can get through it quicker? See, my my technique with the mundane tasks is to do them as badly as possible so I don't get asked to do them again. Really? Hmm. I, I hope your wife's listening to that. Well, she suspects it because she says... You know, you're terrible at washing up, but you still have to do it. You can't just be bad at washing up and then expect to not have to do it anymore. So reluctantly, I have to do it properly. Yeah. And I think that's with people's jobs as well. You know, sometimes you might work at a company that you don't particularly like. Every day you're thinking about going to work and it's causing you stress because you don't like it. But if you say to yourself, right, I know I don't like this job, but this job is part of the stepping stones to get me where I want to be or the money that I'm going to earn from this job is going to be, I'm going to pay it it towards something that I really want. And if you go with that energy, it's going to make the situation better. I think that sometimes people think that having low energy um, is, is easier. It's actually easier for you to live your life with high energy because things get done quicker. You enjoy the process more. Like there's loads of things that I have to do that I don't want to do that really I don't know where I get the energy from. It's because I'm saying to myself, this is part of it. So let's make it fun. Let's try and get some good out of it. Let's try and squeeze the good out of it. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> that is that is very good advice. And I think it's it's good for lots of different things that are difficult to do and require that extra oomph to actually get it started. Yeah. And when you think about energy, you can feel energy. It's a vibration. You can feel when someone walks into the room and they've got a really positive, upbeat, beautiful energy. You want to be near them. You want to find out more about them. You want to have conversations. You want to connect more. But when you find somebody that's got bad energy, when you're around them and you think, oh, I don't want to stay around these people because their energy is low or they're frustrated or they're complaining, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't make it enjoyable to be around them. And if you're thinking about the whole process to becoming successful and getting what it is that you want, you can't do it alone. You're going to need people to support you. You're going to need people who are going to open doors for you. People are not going to help people who've got bad energy. People are not going to want to help people who, when they're around, they it, they make them feel worse. So it's really important that each of us decide. I'm not suggesting that we all have to be bouncing tiggers like you, Chris, or like super upbeat like me, but just... Just make sure that you are responsible about the energy that you bring into every um, office, every room, every Zoom call, every conversation. Be aware that you're you're carrying a vibration and you have to ask yourself, do I want to be the kind of person that when people are around me, they don't feel good? Like, yeah. do, do you want to be that person? Because if that's who you choose to be and it is a choice, everyone has things going on in their life. Everyone has challenges. Everyone has 
things that they're overcoming. We all have a past. We all, we all have things in our life that we could very much easily say is the reason why I'm going to be a Grinch or a grump. Mm. But it's about deciding actually that's the past. Who do I want to be for the future is going to really depend on how I am right now in the present. It's a decision. But everyone's got people in their lives that are like that, that suck your energy levels, that even if you aren't the most bubbly, excitable person, you still know what it feels like to have what energy you do have just ripped out of you by somebody <laughs> that's just so just blooming, constantly whinging and moaning. And you just think, for goodness sake, <laughs> honestly, your life isn't really that bad that we want to hear about it every single time we see you. Like, surely something nice has happened to you this week. I, I get it. And, um, you know, I, this is something that I talk about in one of my talks. It's called the MEC method. And it's basically, I, I say that it's a diagnosis that I've made up. But like MEC, is it's mindset, empathy, and compassion. So if you think about it, if you have the mindset of understanding about self-awareness, you know, and we're all making sure that we're aware of who we are and why we feel like we feel then we can develop empathy and compassion. So when I meet somebody who is a drain, who is a Grinch, who is moaning, the best way for me to not have my energy sapped is to have the empathy to understand, you know, they're probably going through something, you know, and say, I wonder what happened to them, what's going on with them. And then the compassion is me leaning in and asking enough questions to try and understand where they're coming from. And then when I understand where they're coming from and I can empathize with what's happened, then I can take my emotion away because it's very easy for this upbeat people who've done the work to get really irritated and frustrated by those Grinches, let's call them the suckers, the ones who suck. Because I used to go through a time when I used to be really frustrated. I'd be like, why can't they just, you know, look on the good? Why can't they just be optimistic? Why can't they just, you know, think positive? And it used to drive me mad. But then I realized, hold on a minute, Ify. Let me try and understand where they're coming from. Let me try and understand what happened in their life. Let me understand maybe how the environment that they grew up in. And I think the more empathy and compassion I can develop for people, the less stressed I get when people act in a way that I, that's, zapping energy from me and also I protect myself I, I really protect myself from the energy so if I'm going into a situation where I know I'm going to be around somebody who's got low energy and who's telling me about how terrible their life is I already prepare myself where I'm not going in to try and fix them I'm not going to go and even give them solutions I'm just going to go there to listen and learn about them so I can understand why they're like that yeah and it helps people to listen to them give them a sounding board but you've got to also yeah just just don't indulge them I think exactly don't indulge them I think that is the key because sometimes you can it, people want to be indulged they want to I, I wrote a song and it was a song about this this um guy um and I just remember it was you know I was 17 I'm just thinking back now, we'd broken up and it was a song where I was talking about being comfortable in my own misery. So I was in, indulging in my misery because sometimes you can feel upset and mm. mad and frustrated at the world and get used to acting like that and get into the habit of being, I'm so miserable. Wallowing. Wallowing, yeah. And, and that's a habit and it's a comfortable habit because it's predictable. You know if you're miserable exactly how it's going to feel. 
And you know you can't get disappointed because you expect the worst. So some people want to be in that space. But the problem is, is it doesn't give you energy. Biggest things that I've had to learn to to deal with is disappointment. I think disappointment is very painful. And I don't think there's any way around it. Being disappointed about something that's happened to you or not happened for you is so uncomfortable that a lot of people avoid it. They avoid being disappointed. But it's because you care. If you didn't care, you wouldn't get disappointed. So you've got to risk disappointment if you actually want to do something that you care about. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to. You've got to be willing to experience that uncomfortable feeling of being disappointed. Mm. It's like relationships. If you're not, if you're scared of a relationship ending, you'll never get into one in the first place. And that's why people have that kind of fear of commitment. But it's the same with anything. It's the same with, you know, trying to achieve your goals in life. Don't have that fear of failure. Yeah, that's it. And that's that's what this is all about. Get We need to smash through the fear of failure. We need to deal with rejection and we need to keep going and we have to actively take control of the energy that we bring to the table. Is it possible to turn that disappointment into a positive so you see it as a learning experience every single time or is that just something that people say but actually they're still quite gutted? <laughs> Yeah, I, in my own personal experience, I, I get gutted, but I also do ask myself, what is the lesson? And because I have this belief that the universe is conspiring for me to be successful, I'm supposed to get everything I want. The world is actually aligned for my success. When something does go wrong and I do experience a disappointment in the moment, it's like, oh, that hurts. And then I'm like, okay, but I'm going to learn something from it. Or it's preparing me for something. It's got to, like, I I have to believe that it's happened because it's got to get me ready for the next thing. So it's kind of like your life is a movie and you think, well, this is obviously part, this is a plot twist that's there for a reason. Because it's adding some drama to my life or something, but it's it's there for entertainment value, but everything's going to work out at the the end of the film. Because it always does. Yeah, and I and I I totally agree because uh, the other work that I do is storytelling. So a lot of my clients, I help them to share their stories, and I say the more drama and pain and tragedy and adversity that you've been through is all part of your story. It's about being relevant. Now, as a motivational speaker, whenever I get asked to speak, they say I want to hear your story, and my story is full of pain overcoming challenges. Now, if I didn't have any of those problems or any of those disappointments, I wouldn't be hired. Why would anyone want to listen to me talk? very motivational. I was born lucky. Things carried on in a lucky way. And look how great I am. And you can do it too. (laughs) Isn't that motivating? It's all about luck. Yeah. And that's, but it's not. The stories that people want to hear about, like one of the best stories is the Chris Gardner story, the billionaire, homeless man to billionaire. There's a film called Pursuit of Happiness where Will Smith plays him. That story is probably one of my favourite stories because it's about somebody who is at rock bottom, who has managed to overcome being homeless on the streets with no money, with a wife who's really difficult and a young boy that he has to bathe in the public toilet. Like, that is like bottom level of trauma but yes he keeps going and then he ends up building his own stock firm and becoming a billionaire and people go oh well that's just lucky for him but I think the point is 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 that every single one of us like you said we're living in our movie we get to decide if our movie is going to be a block buster hit or it's going to be a flop and the main character is us so if we're not willing to show up with energy be determined make a decision to be disciplined and go for the things that we want and face fear, then actually at the end of our life, we'll, we'll be a flop and it will be because of, it'll be because of us. 
Like, I think we have to take responsibility. We are the directors of our movie. And if it ends up rubbish, then that's on you. Exactly. And just think about the audience. Like, don't spend your, your life doing boring things. No one's going to want to watch this. Just go through your life and think, gosh, I don't think anyone's watching this because this is so boring. Like, for me, there's a whole middle section of my movie where I repeatedly change nappies. And I don't think I don't think that's entertaining, really, for anybody. <laughs> no, it's not. But there will be some lesson that you can take from the changing the nappies. Experience. Well, apparently so. And it's all about whether you wrap them up properly. So when you throw them across, oh, I, I didn't tell you about that, did I? What? Oh, no. This happened. This is a few weeks ago. My worst nappy changing experience. Right, tell us. <laughs> so I've developed the ability to change nappies in the dark. Oh, wow. Can you see where this is going? Kind so of. Fen comes in the bedroom in the morning. He goes, wake up, daddy. And he goes, change his nappy. And then we can go back to sleep. Send him downstairs to watch Mr. Blippy on YouTube. And then <laughs> he'll be fine. So in the dark, take the nappy off, put the new nappy on. And then I'm supposed to fold the nappy and tape it together before I throw it into the bin on the other side of the room. This day, I thought, oh, I'll just throw the, <laughs> through the nappy, miss the bin. It went out of the, the door and down the stairs. Oh. But as it flew through the air, oh. we smelt that it wasn't it wasn't safe, and it was not a good nappy. And the poo was everywhere. The poo had had flown through the air. Oh. Not only had I pulled the nappy off and got it all over his his legs and all over the the bed and the duvet, and <laughs> just we were like, Alexa, lights on. <laughs> we need to move on now. <laughs> So yeah, that was that oh. was that was a low point. That might make it into the film though. I think I would love to be a fly on the wall of that and be. I think <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to. Depends where on the wall you are. Well, yeah. But that could be the end of your life as a fly. You'd be like splat. Oh my Sorry, God. Iffy the fly. <laughs> what a sticky end. And the thing is, is as you threw the nappy, there must have been this moment, like this recall moment, where you'd like to put it in slow motion, and then you know, like those no. films where you, yeah. Come back. But no, it was only the, the air and the flight of the nappy that released the smell that we could not smell it before then, honestly. It was it was okay, but it, he was ill on it. He was very ill. Was he? And so were we after that. We had to clean that up. Oh, my gosh. Well, to, I'm trying to figure out the best way to, like, um, wrap that up to the next part. What, what are we? <laughs> what's the subject again of this podcast? Um, energy. Like, I think sometimes, yeah, you can have energy... And you can push all your energy in the wrong direction. I think he has energy in the form of poo and he pushes it into his nappy. And sometimes when that energy is released, it's spectacular. I and can't it imagine it being spectacular. the walls. <laughs> Not in a good way. <laughs> Terrible, but spectacular. Terrible, but spectacular. So um, uh, let's see if we go back to the point of the podcast, because I just can smell poo now in the air. Do you know, we could as well. And we, we literally, yeah. Yeah. So... Energy. This is one of these quotes that I really like. Um, and it's by Les Brown. He says, the richest place in the world is in the graveyards. You'll find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled. The books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was too afraid to take the first step. Wow. Yeah, it's a good quote, isn't and it? And they're all there in the graveyard. Yeah, and I think the point is is to say that sometimes we get so afraid of what might go wrong that we actually don't take the first step and that we get to the end of our lives and we think, why didn't I just do the thing that I was supposed to do? 
and then you think, well, it's too late now. So what I'm trying to promote is do the thing that you think that you're born to do and do it now. Don't wait. Don't overthink it and really go for it. And do your own thing. Don't just try and dig up somebody else's grave because that's just wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's another thing. A lot of people look at other people and say, I want that. But actually, you're trying to get something that isn't really for you because everyone is born with a gift. Everyone has something that we're supposed to do. But often we overlook the very thing that we're supposed to do because we're so focused on trying to get a quick win. Or, you know, like shiny penny syndrome. Oh, everyone is uh, create, doing a podcast. I'm going to do a podcast. Oh, everyone is becoming a singer. I'm going to be a singer. Oh, everyone, I think we should do cryptocurrency because everyone's doing We oh. haven't done that yet. We've yeah. done the other two. Yeah, we've, we've not talked <laughs> Should about we launch a cryptocurrency? Absolutely not. I have no idea around that topic. And I've tried to get into it, but it's just not of interest. If coins. If coins. We're going to make some <laughs> if coins. If, if if coins that but the thing is is this is a prime example about keeping your eye on the prize i have a very clear goal of what it is i'm trying to achieve now i'm not saying that i'm going to be completely close-minded to any opportunities along the way but if i ask myself this question if i'm going to have to become an expert in crypto coin and understand the language of blockchain and ethereum and all of these hey, other you things, know more than me already <laughs> i did i've been on a couple thing called clubhouse i've been on um a lot of rooms where there's a guy called paul abercrombie who is probably the best person at explaining crypto coin and how it works in a really easy simple way what it people lose a lot of money on that you can make a lot of money we can lose a lot of money and it's basically gambling with thousands and thousands of pounds it is but he explained something really cool which is a whole other topic he was talking about um nfts and i was talking about you know these non-fundable tokens and he was saying that someone like ticketmaster have been using them for years but we just didn't know so you know when you get your ticket and Mm. you get your qr it's got a unique code on it that's an nft and it's just so and i was like oh that's interesting so there is a way you could get into that world but my point i'm trying to make is is that i think that anything can be great but you have to first of all decide how much time and energy am I going to spend and is it moving me closer to my goal or is it actually a distraction? You know, my friend Marvin Reed, who taught, who've come in before, he talks about is it an opportunity or is it a distraction? And I think in life, it's so easy for us to have a goal and then get distracted by all these other things that we think are opportunities that actually are distractions which take away our energy. So much energy can be lost by doing things that are unnecessary, give you a good example people go oh i'm a bargain hunter i love bargain shopping i'm like i hate bargain shopping i think bargain shopping is literally when i think about my return on my time let's say for instance i see a jumper in h&m no river island i see a jumper and it's 35 pound and i think oh i like that and then i go but what if i could find something similar cheaper in primark so i leave river island i walk 10 minutes to primark I look around Primark for half an hour. I wait in the queue and then I find the jumper, which is £32, not 35 And then I queue up and then I buy it and then I tell myself I've got a bargain. I know how much my time is per hour. Yeah, it's not the three quid you've saved. <laughs> was not relevant. In that hour. <laughs> in the hour was not relevant, but a lot of people... And you've got a substandard jumper. Yeah, it's not as good as the one I wanted. It's probably been made in a sweatshop somewhere and... Exactly. But that's the kind of mentality that you have when you are not focused on your time or your goals. I always say, is this a good use of my time? Is it going to get me where I want to be? And it's definitely a mindset because I've had it with Terence before where I'm like, right, so I know how much you earn an hour. Do you think it's a good idea that you take your time to go and buy, um, to read instructions on how to, um, I know, put up a 
Donnell's shelf. Do you think it's a good idea? Because we got all this furniture and he was like, I'm going to do it. I'll put it up. And I know he's not a flat pack shelf kind of guy. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to read up on it. I'm like, so you could spend two hours reading how to put the shelf up, then do the shelf for three hours. I said, we could pay someone £60 to come and do it. Yeah, but is he going to feel better about himself having put the shelf up? Is it going to make him feel like a man? Is it going to be like... It's irrelevant. It's moving him away from his goal. He could spend those three hours studying something or doing the work for a client that's paid us than doing that because sometimes we get lost in the detail, don't we? Like, I'm all about delegate, delegate. I love delegating. I'm always like, wait a minute. Is this... I Like, for me, I'm great at editing videos. I love it. I can get a video. You see me. I edit Mm. fast. I have an idea of what it's going to look like. But if I spend my time editing videos, how is that bringing me new clients in? How's that helping me do the very thing I'm good at? No, I'll outsource it to someone on Fiverr or Upwork. They'll do it for £4. Yeah, but what if you enjoy editing your videos and that's kind of how you like chilling out, editing your video, something creative that you can do? That is true because I do like editing videos and I do find it creative and it is a chill out moment. But am I going to do it at the detriment for me not doing something else that's going to move me closer to my goal? Yeah, so it becomes a distraction. It It becomes becomes, something that you're doing because it's fun, not because it's hard work. And because I'm quite good at it as well. Sometimes I get it back and I'm like, I could have done that. Um, And then I think, nope. The time I would have spent doing that, I delegated so I could spend my time. And that, you only get to that mindset when you have a clear goal. If you have a goal and a time deadline, because a lot of people say, I don't want to set a deadline on my goal. It's too much pressure. I'm like, you need the pressure so you can build the energy so that you can go and get it. If my goal was like, one day, at some point in my life, I'd like to have a six pack. No energy, no focus, no drive, donuts in my bag. Exactly, that was my goal. And that is why it has not yet happened. (laughs) Exactly. So with the energy of saying, do you know what? In six months' time, I'm going to have a six-pack, which means that every decision that I make is... Oh, I was going to learn to juggle, wasn't I? You are And now we're in the middle of January. We've still got the Christmas tree up and I can't juggle. But the thing is, if your goal was like, I am going to learn to juggle and I'm going to put a juggling show on and it's going to be the (laughs) thing that I do. Every thought, every action, every decision is going to be like, is it going to move me closer to juggling? Well, I would show you now, but I can't see anything to juggle with in the studio. So you're just going to have to take my word for it. I'll go and buy some Starbucks coffee. Brilliant at juggling. (laughs) You could do it with Starbucks. But But that's my point. And the thing is, if you want energy, first of decide what you want believe you can have it and then make a decision that you're going to go and get it and there's something about going to get it i think um he's going to get uh, chris is going to do some juggling Woohoo! he's going to show us his level of juggling so yeah what i'm trying to say is is that like like what chris is doing now he's stopped the podcast he's gone to get the book you've got to take action straight away let's do it right here we go That, that, um, one more, yeah. one more. One more, But what you need to do is to breathe in and out. Breathe, there you go. Evelyn's telling you how to, to breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. Okay, breathe in and, and out. And rush through it. Okay. Breathe. Here we go. Breathe in. One at a time. Oh, that looked good for like right. a second. I could yeah. do the beginning bit of the juggling. <laughs> and then we can edit. <laughs> we'll edit that out and we'll show it like it's happening. Do you know what is happening to him? What? What's happening? Here. The fear, fear of fear. dropping, fear of um, fear. it not working. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I have no fear because these baubles are plastic. They're not going to break. They're, gonna, they're not I'm, I'm conscious of my own inability. But just say, for instance, you you really did have your goal. Your goal was to learn to juggle, Chris. Like it was a goal that you set, decided. What I would today say that you do is every day you wake up and you write in your goal book, 
I, I am a great juggler. You write that down every day, consistently. <laughs> is that going to help me become yeah? one? You write it down because then your thought process is thinking about how do I become a great juggler? What do I need to do? And then you know what will happen. You'll meet somebody who can teach you or you'll see an advert and you'll learn how to do it. He's juggling with one at the moment. But the point is, is, is that you can be a great juggler if you want to be. It mm. depends how badly you want it. When I've got one, I catch it every time. <laughs> he did not catch it, by the way. That, missed that one. <laughs> so, how bad did you want to be a juggler, Chris? To be fair, there's things that are more important in my life. And I think I'm going to invest my time in, you know, the radio station and stuff that's actually, that matters, rather than learning to juggle, which would be a distraction. Great answer. So, let's put those baubles back on the tree and move on. <laughs> okay. Do you think, but I will show you my juggling skill Can, from, from here. <laughs> it goes straight in. Oh, oh, now I'm going to break the tree. No, okay. No, okay. So, Not yeah, I, I love this conversation because the idea is that we, Chris is very distracted right now. He's trying to, he thinks in his mind he can throw a ball ball and it's going to land on the branch of the tree. And he's juggling with two now. I can do that though with two. If there's anyone who can juggle, please just comment in the um, live chat because um, we'd love to see what you do. Chris, stop it. Okay. <laughs> Um, so back to everything you need to succeed the podcast talking about how it's important to not get distracted focus <laughs> on what it is that you want and um, definitely pay attention I think paying attention is something that's really important and making sure that you are clear about where you're going and why you're going there and making an effort he's just giggling along because he's just you're just saying all the things that I've just done completely wrong yes I got distracted wasn't paying attention <laughs> I feel like I'm being criticised here. You are being. It's really important that we understand that we are the bosses of our minds and we are the bosses of our lives. And I think that's empowering. We're talking about energy. How do you empower yourself up rather than dis feel disempowered? Most people who feel disempowered is because they're looking outside. Looking outside for people to say, you can do it. You've got this. I'm doing the right thing. But actually, I think it's an internal thing. This is an inside job. You've got to look inside and say, what is it that brings me joy? What? When do I feel my happiest? Most people feel happy when they're working towards a goal that's important to them. Chris, why? Because I'm, I'm getting so serious. I was just thinking about where I would put the batteries if I want to power myself. <laughs> Up your bum. <laughs> where is the best place to put the batteries? Um, I just leave it there. Yeah, but it's all about, it's about plugging in. It's about actively charging yourself. You have to ask yourself, what is it that charges me? Now, for me, I get charged by goals. Goals, 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 goals. If you have goals that are exciting, then they will charge you and you have to plug into them. And that's what keeps you going. So when people say, oh, Ify, what's the one thing you'd say that I need to do if I want to be successful? I say, set some goals. Because once you've got some goals and you believe that it's possible for you to get it, you're like on a mission. Like I know people who've done marathons who have unfit, unhealthy, never done one before, then they set a goal, I'm going to run the London Marathon. And do you know what they do? They change their whole life to support their training regime so that they can run the London Marathon. Mm. It's, it's miraculous how somebody who's never run before makes decision, puts their name down to run the marathon, and then suddenly... They start going to the gym, they start working out, they start training, they start doing, they start doing, they start behaving in a completely different way to who they were before they made that decision. That's the same thing with us. When you make a decision, you make a goal, you become somebody different. Absolutely agree. If you were running a marathon and you didn't have a goal, if you didn't know how long the race was or there was no finish line, you're literally just running. You're yeah. just a bloke running through up. the streets. And the same with football. 
If you were to have the World Cup final, take the goals away. You've just got men running around a field kicking a ball pointlessly. Yeah, aimlessly. And do you know what happens? When you don't have a goal and you don't have a destination and you are just aimlessly running around the pitch of life, doing something for the sake of it. It makes your life feel pointless, doesn't it? You just think, why, why, why am bother? I here? What is the point of this? What's the point? And that's the thing. That's why. So with everything I do around mental health, you know, even though I get asked to speak about mental health and mental resilience, I'm always like, well, what makes somebody feel so low, so down, so overwhelmed? It's when they don't have a specific goal. They're not focused on anything that they're excited about. In fact, they're consumed by things that they don't want to happen. They're consumed about the stresses of life. And stress is something that's massive. People are living in stress every single day. And Simon Sinek said, he says, stress is when you work for something you don't believe in. Passion is when you work for something you do believe in. That is good. That's, That's very true. Grow, isn't it? Yeah. So if, you, if you're doing, if you've got a goal that you actually want to achieve. It's like when you're in a job that you don't want to be doing and you're working towards helping the boss with something that you don't believe in. And your whole, the only reason you go to work is to earn money. And you're constantly thinking, I wish I was doing something else. It's yeah. because it's, it's not your goals. And every day you're there, you're thinking, why am I here? Going into McDonald's and every day you're earning some money and then just spending, spending it. it and it's gone, you're getting nowhere. And yeah, and that's the thing. So goals, goals, goals give you energy. If you want to build unshakable, unstoppable, long-lasting energy, you've got to have goals. And every day you have to just connect in with your goals, which is why I say write your goals down every day. Because every day I write my goals down, it powers me up. I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wait until this is like this is happening. And that's good. I write my goals down every single day. And today I wrote them out. And after when I was reading them, I was like, oh, I'm so excited for when these goals happen. Okay, right. I need to read this study. I need to work on this speech. I need to work on my website. And then I start looking at all the things I have to do. And instead of me going, oh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a completely different noise. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> be an ooh, not an ah. Yeah, being ooh, not an ah. That's the end of our episode. <laughs> we'll leave you with that. What's happening next time? The next episode. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're, say we're there. It's episode 12. It's the last one of this season. Excellent. Well, what happens in the, the final, the dozen episode? It's the final countdown. Do -do -do -do. Is it just basically a party do -do 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 -do. where we just celebrate what we've learned? <laughs> yes, it really is. Like episode 12 is called um, Just Do It famously coined by nike just do it just do it just go for it just run for it we'll be talking about that next so tune in got a bit excited about that